Welcome, welcome, everybody. Welcome. This is Sharon Smith, and this is Iambic Poetry Podcast presents Real Poetry. I'm here once again with my popcorn snatchers, Marvin and Auntie Vice. Say what up. What up? Does it? Yep. (laughs) It's been one of those days, Sharon. It's been one of those days. And welcome back. Once again, we are now, this is the first show in 2022, and I know we've been, we took a little bit of a monthly hiatus, things happen, (laughs) a lot of things happen, but we are back to do more showing, reviewing, and going beyond the thought of what a movie could be and should be. But yes, this movie we did do, it is a a mind bender. Uh, We did the 2011 movie with starring Zoe Kravitz called Yelling to the Sky. This movie was um, directed by Victoria Mahoney. It was actually it was actually presented and got a war, a war winning in the 19th into, into the 61st um, Belgium International Film Festival. And I won a gold bear, and I won a gold bear winner. So it had several art, several talented actors that you probably have seen. You probably have seen um, Jason Clark. He's basically played in several western and other movies. And you've also maybe seen um, what's his name, Gab, Gabri Sibi, Gabori Sibi, Gabori Sibi, Sibi, yeah. who most people would know as Precious if you see the movie Precious. And even and even has Zoe, like I said, has um, Zoe Kravis. And interestingly enough, it had Tyreek Ty, Tyree Trotter. Tyreek Trotter, if the hip hop community knows, is Black Thought from the from the, um, the roots. Yeah, it was awesome seeing him in. It also bums me out that he died in such a lackluster way. Just so much to say about this movie. Just so much to say about this movie. So much to say. <laughs> so, that being said, Zoe Kravitz, if you ever bless our podcast with this, listen or mm-hmm. hopefully listen. I love you. You're the best thing ever. Marry me. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> just saying, some people were bummed out about Riri getting pregnant. That's not my thing. That was not my childhood crush. Zoe Kravitz was Zoe. Oh, really? I know you're divorced now. Please take oh, this she got as a meditation. I didn't know she was, she was married. She was married at one point and now she's getting a divorce. Oh. So which I to which I say, Zoe, if you listen, if you're listening, I would love to take you out to dinner. Oh, dang. Already out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm gotta shoot my shot, you know. I gotta shoot my shot. <laughs> well, this <laughs> I can't show this now. <laughs> well, this this movie here, the plot line of this movie, or the synopsis of this movie, was uh, Zoe Kravis plays uh, a down biracial um girl young teenager by the name of sweetness sweetness o'hara with her pregnant sister who's had who had the baby and her her basically absentee father irish father and her mentally unstable black mother they live in this they live in this little town neighborhood basically black you know predominantly predominantly black and zoe goes to school and Starts to notice that even though she is living, she is poor in her environment, she finds that nothing in her environment is going to save her, get her out. And as the 
as the story goes on, her she finds her principles a little bit of an addict. And she also sells drugs. She also gets with a um dealer who is basically who, who basically keeps an honor, but he doesn't stay long. This movie even started off with a bully beating her up, but she got back revenge on that. The movie itself kind of on um on Rotten Tomatoes was the 36 on the reviewer side, on the tomato meter side, and it was on the um audience side was a 46. So not too much of not too much to say about that, but I would like to get instant thoughts. What do y'all think about this? Marvin? This movie was directed by Victoria Mahoney, who did yes. The Rise of Skywalker. So I feel like it says everything. Second right, second um, second director's chair. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that says everything about this movie. It, it came from a crap director. So of course this movie was gonna be crap. Look, again, we already know how I am about a lot of things in this oh. podcast. Not only do I not like Mulan for his bullshit, I also do not like it when franchises try to shill out nostalgia for brownie points to me. And I'm looking at you, Star Wars, especially you, Rise of Skywalker, which was directed by Victoria Mahoney. No, she was to... second chair. It was directed by J.J. Abrams. Yeah, but she still did. She still had a part to play in it. She was still back in <laughs> in production. So therefore, she is just as much to blame with this. She fucking sucks as a director. Wow, but she, she's she's there others. And therefore, this story sucks as well because none of this made sense. You're telling me in order to kill someone for a fucked up drug scene, you don't do a drive by, but instead you get out of said car, which already has license plates on it whether stolen or not to run up and chase them into a basketball court which has only two exits to shoot him dead you are terrible criminals terrible criminals because they because they got him where they wanted them and shot him in the four so you shoot them <laughs> with plenty of witnesses some yes. who could potentially want to play superhero citizen and stop you well, as you're trying to run away and get a good look at you and see how tall you are. No, no, it's terrible. Terrible. No, they all were masked up. They were hooded up and masked up. No, this woman has no idea how. She, I'm not saying I know how crime works, but it just, it just it's just dumb. It's dumb. Everything about this movie was dumb. Directed it and produced it. Oh, no, everything about this movie was dumb. <laughs> Auntie Vice. <laughs> I think it to sum it up is I woke up this morning realizing we had the review today and I tried to remember anything relevant about this film and couldn't. Yes. It it was it was such a non-entity in my world, even sitting there watching it. Like it wasn't good and it was it wasn't even bad enough to stick in my head. It like got etch-a-sketched with a night's sleep. Wow. This movie tried to be nuanced, but failed in so many ways by trying to explain too many different sides of what a well, nuanced story looks like for any person of color in an impoverished neighborhood. It tried to tell too many different things at once. Well, it's it's yet another film that says, let's put as much black pain on the screen as we can and call it a, a serious drama. Like, let's exploit this for everything that we can and without having any 
redeeming social commentary or having it be very realistic or anything. Let's, this was just, this is black pain pornography it is straight up what this is. Yes. Yes, exactly. I give you that much. I mean, it did, it did hit every, like hit every ugly branch down. You know, it, it, it just, it just <laughs> had to like hit every subject that they, like the director seemed to think that was like, relevant in like a painful story you know you just gotta have the abusive father the absentee mother the pregnant sister who had apparently a jailhouse bird boyfriend like baby daddy no no, this was a terrible story terrible in every way and then you're telling me to like entirely expect the main character who was like incredibly shy one day later to become like this hardened drug dealer get the fuck out of here so for people who've watched 30 Rock, there's the season where Tracy Morgan decides to EGOT and he stars in the film Hard to Watch yes. by Stone Cold Bummer. <laughs> and, and so they keep plugging this film Hard to Watch by Stone Cold Bummer. And it's like the little clips they show out of it is like, I was going to be a running back and run my way out of this city. And now all I use a football for is for a portable toilet. And it was like, this is this is the hard to watch version that actually got played out with a female character instead of Tracy Jordan. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I mean, Trust me, hard to watch stayed with me more than this film stayed with me. And that's a fictional (laughs) film that never got played out in a TV show. But, you know, I would also say this is typical 2011 affair, like affair. They want to touch on like those hard to tackle subjects at the time, but they have to scratch the surface because they were scared that if it wasn't a white main lead, no one would listen. So they went with the safe bet. This is mm-hmm. an indie film, so I mean, it, it won award. It won, you know, it, this made this actually catapulted Victoria to go into doing the second chair of um, Skywalker, and um, also doing episodes of Lovecraft Country. Uh, she did an episode of um, a Grey's Anatomy. She did also um, Power, um, Claw, um, um, Queen Sugar. I mean, she's basically been doing more and more work. Even mm-hmm. and even also doing the old guard too. I mean, so this is actually kind of her catapult beyond her being an actress who starred in Legally Blonde. You know, she's gone in to do this. So you know, I can't say to anything else she's done, but again, I also want to refer back to Rise to Skywalker. Mm-hmm. This film, just like Rise of Skywalker, oh really, is a very terrible portrayal of a very strong, what is supposed to be a strong female lead. Oh, okay, I get you saying. I get you saying. Okay, this okay. film doesn't allow enough time for that character for you to feel them breathe when something tragic happens. The Rise of Skywalker, when Ray believes Chewbacca died. Oh no, Chewie died, and it could have potentially been my fault. Okay, on to the next thing. In this film, in yelling to the air, oh no, Roland died, and it was my fault. Okay, so what do we do next? Yeah. You're expecting me to hear something nuanced. You're expecting me to feel this pain that this main character I'm supposed to empathize with, but at what point did you want me to feel some kind of empathy towards this character? You gave me a portrayal of a scared, shy kid with no, no feasible 
way to relate with him. And I, I did feel, feel bad for her character. I sympathize for her. But then when she did a sudden heel turn and it only took two minutes for her to take that heel turn and all of a sudden she acted like a hardened criminal. She started using slang and talked to two of the three bullies that and befriended them, which I might add, who are also caricature caricatures of what being bully minions are supposed to be basically down to the way they dress i'm sorry there's no way for me to relate to anything when it's very clear that those two characters are not twins but they dress alike and then they like act like her minions after she inherits them from the previous no no this this was terrible way to write a main character well and all i could think about those two characters was it was thing one and thing two from cat in the hat Yes, that's yeah. totally how I saw them. It was thing one and thing two. They were no more developed than that. Well, well, well then that's a good question. Where you the those two? Okay, so I do you see that as a as a as a turn in sweet revenge or more of a still adding more to the tragedy of her life? Because I mean, just like her sister left her. I mean, from her sister being there till the days her sister left. You know, with her, with her boyfriend just left her stranded there with her father and then comes back, you know, a few months or whatever later, you know, a few months later, had the baby already and was like, well, I'm now back. I have a child. I think we're, we're all assuming that the father must have told her to get the heck out or something. So now because she's back, mom, you know, mom's basically been wandered off into the freaking wilderness or something, been in the mental hospital. Now she's back. I mean... You know, you can tell you can tell them the whole thing that this girl has a fin for herself. So her switching the switch and going into now, I'm not going to be a little a, a, a bully. I'm not going to be a punching bag no more. I'm going to be a bully myself. Do you see that as a tragic move or do you see it more as a sweet revenge? Marvin? I'm trying to think. Um you know what? Honestly, I still got to go back with what I said. This all still felt very scratched the surface for me. I okay. think if you allowed, if this movie just allowed time to breathe and let the audience really take in every impact of every little scene, mm-hmm. I could have felt this as more, but every moment of this movie felt very formulaic. Even that moment where you felt it should have been cathartic when she was beating up her bully. It felt cliched. It felt corny. It felt formulaic. Mm. What catharsis was I was supposed to get out of this? She beat up her bully. She's supposed to be strong now. No, nothing about that felt good. No high school in any time or day when there are students in there will ever have that empty of a hallway. You're telling me there's not one single hall monitor, one single janitor who's going, you shouldn't be smoking here. What are the three of you outside of class? Really? I went to a shitty high school. We had those spaces. Okay. Oh, it just, and then it was just, it happens. And then they like, she totally expected the two of them to pass her without anything. No, no, just, I don't know. I mean, I think I think uh, we knew she was smart. So we was one thing we already know she was very intelligent, but she knows that she has nowhere to go. Her intelligence doesn't save her. It's basically where is she going to go from there? That's why I'm. That's why I'm kind of. You know, this is just like okay. I hate to say it. It's like other. Uh, um, hate to say black movies <laughs> uh, that have came out like *Men of Society*, um, *Boys of the Hood*. 
it's, it basically goes in that same that same spectrum where you don't. I mean, beyond being a, a male now, it's now female. You don't suspect how much their lives going to be. You know, they're going to see death. They're going to basically see drugs. They're going to basically have sex. You know, there's going to be so many or, or abuse. I mean, it hit all the four corners. I mean, it just ran into all the corners and had a you know had a friend you know, her friend was a drug dealer. Even though he was still trying to keep her on the up and up, he was still doing drugs <laughs> it's like it's like do you feel do you feel more do you feel uh do you feel bad that he died no even though he was it, doing was none of it was developed enough to actually give a shit about these characters oh, okay I and so. i just keep seeing gabori's character in the background going guys guys i was impressed let me give you some pointers here and nobody's listening to her like if you want to yeah. exploit black tragedy hey hey i, I I kind of set the standard for this, and it was like, you know, this was real so crime flat too. Was that? I'm pretty sure Precious was done before this movie. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, was in 2009. Yeah, no, yeah. That's why I so, feel like, so like the, the real crime here is you didn't allow a very prominent at that time actress shine mm-hmm. and capitalize off of that ability. What is wrong with everybody in this scenario? And it's not to say that none of the everybody else in this movie didn't deserve the role or anything like that, because they've all gone on to like have very wonderful and successful careers. But at that time, in that vacuum of a moment, she outshone everyone and has displayed two years prior that she can really act her ass off and portray a very powerful moment mm-hmm. and role. One thing that's funny about this is that both for her, Zoe and, and um, Gabori, uh, they both had movies, also additional movies released with this movie. So Zoe had um, X-Men, or she played Storm, on, mm-hmm. um, come out. And no, then, no, she played, uh, no, she didn't play Storm. She played um, Angel or something. Like She played one of the more minor roles. Oh, okay. Well, uh, mm, I think, no, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the 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 next chapter of the um yeah, x-men yeah, not the yeah not yeah, the she, yeah yeah she played the one not, with the little, i don't think that she played storm well mm, that's besides the point so you're right, right you're right she she she, she played and, something and then also on um, uh, precious she basically played she basically had her movie the uh, the bank heist that was, that was with um uh ben mm-hmm. stiller and um um eddie murphy and were and so so it's, it's funny how you know that was an extra movie along with this that came out so it's it's I think it's it's interesting how actors would do you know have multiple job you know multiple movies that they're coming out with and then just waiting for it to come out while they're still trying to keep on working. So it's like oh okay that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, beyond that, so I'm gonna say like this. Okay, this is just because I see this is very quick. <laughs> it's not gonna be much. But do you see any poetic? aptitudes like so wait a minute so uh, this is this is a good question now because how do you compare this with we are animals because like you said y'all as y'all said there had no there was no kind of um they didn't really fill in the characters and stuff they weren't really they were just kind of in and out they weren't even though we stayed with zoe most of the time through the whole thing it's you still felt like I, i don't know what this character is about how do you look at this with the character of um, uh, how's his name? Uh, we are animals, where he 
the boy where he basically is growing up with three bro- with two other brothers, his family's, you know, doing their thing and they're living in a trailer park or a trailer, a trailer. How do you hey, we are we are animals was brilliant. And oh. I loved that. The, and it was well paced, it was well thought out. It had the breathing space that Marvin brought up. Mm-hmm. This had none of that. Well, I also think in the sense of while, like with other films that we watch where it was based off of actual written works, we think Animal didn't do that, but instead did something very raw and primal in the sense of they allowed, in our eyes, a young child to write their own version of works Mm -hmm. to narrate the story. But not only that, but I also, I mentioned prior, if I recall, the three kids would go, body heat body mm-hmm. body like it's some kind of like ritualistic primal chant mm-hmm. in that self in itself that could be considered art it, like a lot of like mm-hmm. more nomadic tribes primitive tribes would do stuff like that and that in itself is very ritualistic for them there is something artistic about that whereas with this just because they mentioned that she read books and knew big words and all that things it's nothing to me. It's kind of like when we watch Speak to Me in Poetry. Just because <laughs> you can rhyme doesn't mean you can rap. Just because mm-hmm. you can use big words and can use specific words in a very good rhyme scheme doesn't mean much. Just because it's a simple rhyme scheme doesn't mean you can rap. Just because right. you can speak big words doesn't mean you're a good rapper. Right. And we mm-hmm. see this every day with specific Mike Nighters mm-hmm. in the poetry scene. <laughs> the uses of big words doesn't make it an artistic piece. It's the narrative, and this is what yelling in the air fails to realize. Yo, yeah, guy. By, by just mentioning <laughs> that you know big words or mentioning some kind of nuance, trying to ma- mention some kind of nuance, mm-hmm. it doesn't excuse you from the fact of having to write a good story. See, and I feel like this is what you get if you went to stream Precious through Wish.com. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, it's just like we'll we'll try to approximate some of it, but nah, it ain't working. None of it worked. It was it was underdeveloped. It was poorly written, poorly thought out, poorly acted, and it shouldn't have been that way. I mean, they had a powerhouse cast, and they really could have done something with it. But yeah, no, it's, they they had nothing to do with. This is a, one of those things where the script sucks so much that nothing else can save it. Yes. Hmm. Well, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I mean, even with even with um, what's his name, Tim, uh, Tim Donald Blake. He he was in um old fa- he was an old brother. He played the principal that she found. Yeah. He was creepy as fuck. Uh, yeah, there's nothing believable to me. <laughs> no, a middle aged man going to a teenager's party to get high. Where he's going to run into kids from his school. Yeah. Um, crime one hundred and one. Don't go to where, don't shit where you eat. Crime 101. Touche. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> there's, there's, and then she, and I'm okay. sorry, and then he expects it to be okay when she walks into his fucking office, like, oh, hey, how you doing, sweetie? Really? Sweetness, really? Yeah. And then he doesn't expect to be like embezzled or anything when she goes, I need to get out of here. Like, dude, the fact that he's like, okay, let me just forge your college documents. 
he doesn't do that like fucking surprises me because in the real life that would have happened that would 100 percent happened <laughs> she had him over a barrel like oh yeah uh if i don't get into harvard right now i'm getting your ass fucking fired and ruining your life type of shit surprising that was a principal uh, was he a principal or a counselor he was a principal principal wow see more disturbing <laughs> so so okay uh, also you're a principal and you can't do coke with your high-end friends right you're making that principal money come on now making that principal money. at least pick it up and do it in your car on the way home yeah seriously like a respectable adult <laughs> so so one thing i wanted to uh, so there's there's three things that happen in this movie that um she tried to she tried to basically do another turnaround one thing was her trying to say apologize for a bully and her bully didn't want to hear it It was like screw you i don't want to hear it yeah her trying to you know trying to um fill out the sats and then also seeing that her father was now following her because he cared or he had this moment of i don't know if it was moment of of um I don't know how he got, he got beat up. I, I don't know how he got beat up. He must have got something happened to him. But he got beat up. And next thing you know, he just changed his whole way and just had no other life but to follow her as she went out. And now, and she's wondering, what the heck, you want to be my father now? It's like, yeah, I want to try to keep an eye on you. What things do you think about? I mean, did you see those as new turning points to the to the movie i mean because the movie like you said it was bleak it was nothing showing any kind of i mean they could have been they could have been all peasants and stuff and there would have been nothing going on so did you see those things as just new ideas of where they're trying to take take this movie or did you just see those like yeah they didn't there's just nothing more stuff that just they went wrong with they didn't have no answer questions because that's what a lot of viewers say so this movie had no answer questions just had a lot of unanswered questions like okay what well, now what yeah. there's no explanation on a lot of that of how they get there you know what was the the driving force it's just all of a sudden it's like okay well i'm gonna apologize okay her dad's gonna start following her to school well that's creepy um because that sounds like a lot of edits issues honestly the only thing that i found realistic out of those three scenarios you mentioned was Latoya just going no fuck you and walking <laughs> off yeah no one ever deserves the right to actually be forgiven mm-hmm. without the proper the proper footwork to make the effort and without the proper authenticity put behind that message and given how this movie went I completely agree with Latoya no fuck you you don't mm-hmm. deserve my forgiveness and even then, when someone does put in that proper effort and work, just because they want forgiveness doesn't mean they necessarily deserve it either. So that's the only real one moment in that movie that actually seemed realistic to me. Mm. Forgiveness is not always going to be given to someone. Mm. And like Auntie Vice said, in what way did we ever see the father actually change his tune? Because you can't tell me in this movie where we watched a man literally beat his wife, hit one of his other daughters, yell at another one, and threaten to keep her in the house for the way she dressed, completely do a 180 in less than one week. Mm-hmm. Like you, 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 Yes, you can hit rock bottom and make a change, but you can't tell me that he hit rock bottom and we didn't see any legitimate change before he made that change. Like, there, 
you literally skipped multiple steps for me to believe that. And also you all did the same thing with her when she decided to take the SATs. Hmm. They're missing a lot of crucial points in proper storytelling because they try to move too quick. Mm-hmm. Now that make you, now the way y'all talking, make it sound like it was an editing issue. Like they edit the wrong parts to either, you know, try to make it in between time or they just, they didn't get, they didn't get too, too, they didn't get too far into details of what certain things happen, like why the father come back or why this happened, why she now have a. I think if, even if you had the four hour Zach, what's his name cut of this, <laughs> it still wouldn't have the full explanation. Really, but I Jesus agree. Like... I don't think it's an, I don't think it's an edit, editing problem. I think it's a full writing understanding of yeah, exactly storytelling mm-hmm. and how to fully convey human emotion. And you know what? I'm willing to throw her some change here. This could have been her first movie. She probably didn't know how to fully write out a fleshed out story like that. This and was her what? first debut. Yeah. Her, and her. you know what? 2011 was a very different time in the world for the U.S. Mm-hmm. Where that is people, true. Yeah. People just wanted like bad fodder for food for thought rather than something fully fleshed out and to convey real human emotion for a lot of black pain. So, you know, who knows? This probably could have been good for its time as we just, as you mentioned. But now this doesn't really do that well. It doesn't age well. But again, uh, I still do not forgive her for Rise of Skywalker. At least. <laughs> she could have right. told J.J. Abrams this is not how the woman acts when something like this happens. But you know what she did? She's like, no, I just want the money. I just want to make the tag. No. He selectively handpicked her too. Okay. <laughs> Give it that much. All right. Well, let's, let's, let's go right into uh, let's go right into Snap Judgment. Where in Snap Judgment, we basically we basically rate the review, the rate, the item that we have reviewed this movie. And our review, our numbers are from three to zero snaps. Three snaps. This movie is the greatest thing. Even even Black Thought should put this on his resume every time he talks about it. He probably doesn't. <laughs> Two steps. He shouldn't. He has a better catalog than this. Snaps. It's not that bad, but it's not that good. One snap. This movie should go back into the same hole that got kicked and thrown upon like they did Precious, like they did Latoya. We do everything in quarter snap judgments. Now we actually have a three-quarter snap. So right now we are going to close our eyes and rate yelling. To the sky. One, two, three. Oh, open up. <laughs> All right. We got a one, one, and a zero. Was that half. zero? That's oh, half. half. A half. <laughs> or is that a... half? I forget what's half. This is half. Half. That's so <laughs> one, one, and a half. All right. So, no, that's a quarter. My bad. This is half. You're right. This is yeah. half. Yeah. This is a quarter. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. Okay. So one one. So this has got two and a half snaps. I uh, I don't think we need to go any further on why we gave it what it is, but if anybody would like to, I will tell on my side. The reason why I give this thing a one snap is because I didn't really think it went anywhere. This movie was bleak as ever. I mean, even even Men of Society was more interesting than this. They had a lot of violence. This is a great movie. Don't you even. Don't you even. Okay, we can play very well in the beginning. 
on how Asian and black race relations were during the time and explained it very well, especially during the 1992 riots. I mean, this movie was, it was bleak, but it was just, and just adding the biracial thing, it was like, okay. Okay, so I'm, I'm, so I'm glad they did show that side of it. Of, and that's why I think it's what gave me the extra because they showed a biracial family, even though even, even in the biracial family, you can still have abuse, you can still have some trauma, you can still have things. And she was named as Sweetness O'Hara. I mean, beyond the mom being out of her mind, the daughter still, the, the older daughter being, um, I found that the older daughter was in Notorious. Uh, she played Faith Evans. Uh, really? Beyond, yeah, she played Faith Evans. Um, and also the, the fact of the as even as time went on and as things progressed and stuff, it still didn't make no point of there, there is no change. It was just like, we're going to keep on digging this hole until we can't go any further. This Word. was, this was a, this was a digger. This <laughs> just kept on going. Nate. You got to stop digging to keep to make progress. But yeah, that's why I gave it one snap. This, this, and you're right. It with even with the characters it had and the the, art, the actors it did have, they just kind of it made the director made these feel like they 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 were like new beginners. Oh yeah, no, which this is, could have gone in many directions. Yeah, I mean, and it took with, every direction. And even with the people they had, I mean, they had some they had some knock, some knockout actors. But somehow they just they couldn't they couldn't even save this movie, which which is weird because this movie got awarded in Belgium. So I'm confused with the fact that it got it won an award but did not do good with us. And I don't know, it's weird. Uh, anybody else have something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, we said. Our- <laughs> Yeah, that's why I say ooh. <laughs> so we said our final thoughts. As you as you know, this movie is not lower than this movie is not lower than Mulan, but it got Mulan status. <laughs> really? We're gonna compare it to Mulan status? It got Mulan status, buddy. Don't try it. Mulan status. Do not make me do this. I will write a goddamn thesis on why Mulan is terrible. I know you do. You should make a blog out of that. <laughs> but anyway, let's go on to our social media. Barvin, give your social media out to the public. Yeah, you can find me on IG as DarvinMarvin09. Auntie Vice. I'm on Auntie Vice on most social media. Check me out or on Linktree slash Auntie Vice. And you can find me on I am Big Zine. That is I am. B-I-C-Z-I-N-E. And we will come back with another. And it is February, so it is Black History Month, but it's also Valentine's. So I've already had the list of themes. And it's also the Lunar New Year's. What are y'all feeling for? <laughs> I know, I let's watch Mulan again. Uh, we could do that. We could do that. Let me review the shit out of that and bash it some more because I'm ready I to mean, bash Mulan forever. Do you want me to go, you want me to go find if I can get Stacey G on it? Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> she be like, I don't want to see this movie again. It's like, <laughs> blame it on Marvin. <laughs> well, we're not gonna see Mulan yet, but when we do, we will tell y'all our next movie that we will see. 
will probably be one of the ones that they've been holding themselves away from. Probably Butterfly Dream, probably um, Sylvia. Probably there's some there's some nice ones there we have on the list that we can probably get away with. But all the time, keep it locked. And once again, I like to thank my popcorn stars for being here and suffering with me on these movie trips. <laughs> Poetry films are hard. <laughs> Yeah. Keep a lock, everyone. We will see you soon. Peace. 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 <laughs>